It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Geelong is the first team into the 2022 AFL Grand Final after demolishing Brisbane by 71 points in front of 77,000 people at the MCG last night. We're inside the last 10 seconds. Geelong are on their way to another Grand Final. As the clock counts down, the siren rings out. The oldest team of all. Flawless as they win the preliminary final and give themselves and Chris Scott their best chance in more than a decade. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played at home or far away. Our banners fly high from dawn to dawn down at Cardinia Park. Only inaccurate kicking from Tom Hawkins in the first half kept the Lions in some sort of a contest, but it only slowed up the inevitable. The Cats kicked seven goals to two in the third quarter to put it all beyond doubt. The only downer was a hamstring injury to youngster Max Holmes. Although the Cats saying they're not giving up hope, it is unlikely that the 20-year-old will play next week. Patrick Dangerfield set the scene with two goals in a devastating opening term. He was the most influential player on the ground. Tom Hawkins straightened up and kicked four goals. Three, Stengel kicked three, and the defence led by Tom Stewart and Zach Guthrie and Tom DeConing were outstanding. Atkins did a job on Lockie Neal, kept him to 20 disposals. The Cats could hardly have been more impressive. Let's hear from AFL Nation experts Nathan Jones and Jared Healy. Well, an incredible record uh, coming up for him, 40, and he may well be holding the Premiership Cup uh, aloft next week. They couldn't have had a better preparation, Jonesy. They were pushed to half time. They're always in control of the game, bar maybe for the first. 10 minutes where it's still a little bit of a, an arm wrestle, but ultimately they just were able to get their game played their way so much better than uh, the Brisbane Lions who really fired their bullets last week and didn't have many to fire tonight. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're the complete package, really. I, I just, I've loved watching them play all year. They've, they've managed their lists, managed their... You know, uh, particularly their older players, the injection of youth that we've spoken about, their game style and the adjustments tactically and, uh, you know, I guess across the board with in terms of the way they played over the last 12 months. And that was well and truly on show tonight. They dominated in, in turnover scores. They're the number one team at scoring from turnover and they're the number one team at defending turnover, which is one of the more significant stats for a team that's challenging for a premiership. You've got to be right up there, and they are number one in both of them. And then you, you couple that with their strength and consistency at the contest and their ability to be able to also score from stoppage. And that forward line, with the amount of supply they get, they're just so dangerous, so versatile, and such difficult you know, players to match up on down there. That they're, they're going to prove a handful come next week. They've micromanaged Paddy Dangerfield through the year. They've uh, given him, what is it, three or four weeks off to get himself even fitter and get rid of a couple of niggles so uh, the benefits of that were on display tonight uh, a dominant performance by him game was over at half time essentially and he was by far the best player on the ground at half time and uh, we've seen the emergence of a young star in Tyson Stengel come through quite ironic that the Adelaide Crows have gone out and are uh, going to pay a bloke 
eight hundred or seven hundred thousand dollars to uh, try and become a All Australian forward pocket, and uh, they had one there, and he's gone to Geelong for not much, and he's become that, and he put on a good display today. It's going to be tight, whoever they're playing, whether it's Sydney or whether it's Brisbane, but uh, they are ready, and they couldn't be any more readier. I like Max Holmes' approach here. He's, he's very no, good, No ice he? on the hamstring. Yep. <laughs> no ice. And he's got a smile on his smile face. Smile on his face. And knows, knows what his role yep. is from here. Uh, he's obviously a, uh, he's a highly intelligent guy to work out that his disappointment is his. This is all about team, and uh, he's not detracting from it, making it about him. He's, uh, it's a really mature and uh, a really brave effort by him. Jack Graham is the one that comes to mind immediately. I can't think of too many in recent history we've got injured, got injured in the preliminary final. At final score for Maccas, download the My Maccas app and get in the game today. Geelong 18-12-120 over the Brisbane Lions 7-7-49. Nathan Jones and Jared Healy for Shaw Unify. Well, who do you think, Jared? Who, if, if you're in the Geelong camp and you're watching tomorrow's game, who? what's the preference? Oh, I don't think you can have that idea. I don't think you can have a preference, preferential treatment. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that both... Jack Tui is just pumping the crowd up. Sorry, Jared, over there on the southern half-forward flank with a very vigorous punch of the air. I think both clubs provide slightly different uh, challenges. challenges. But Collingwood is the one, to me, that has got the running power that could destabilise Geelong. And I think they've got the midfield strike power that could destabilise Geelong. You put Jack Crisp and Jack Crisp, and the captain Scott Pendlebury, to Goey, and you've got the couple of Dacoses. I mean, they've got enormous speed and and run, so that would be a problem. And of course, uh, the ball movement from Sydney and the multifunctional forward line—it's going to be. There's no certainty in this. There's absolutely no certainty. There are experts now. The coaches. A um, very clinical, efficient display. Um, you, you probably couldn't ask for much more than that, could you? No, it's, it, it was a... Look, we thought we were in really good shape going into the game and you know, we'll take that feeling into next week as well. But you know, there's always a level of anxiousness when the stakes are so high. Um, and, you know, the execution from our team over the last three or four months has been really good but you know you've got to keep doing it in the moment so you know save from save for a few missed shots um, early on when we really could have put them away it was a it was a, obviously a good performance we've, we've talked a lot this year about the differences in your side you know you 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 see more attacking there's more flexibility um what about the balance between being able to restrict an opposition and slow them down and then sort of put the foot on the pedal yourself? So, I mean, it seems to me like that's been perhaps the biggest improvement, just being able to go through the gears a bit better. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound defensive, but it's not really the way that we think about it. We, we just try to look forward. So it's not a matter of sitting down and saying, what sort of team were we in 2020? And, you know, what's the 2022 team going to look like in comparison? But if I do play that game for a minute, um, one way of thinking about it is we thought, statistically, we're a really good offensive team. Like that, that's the sort of part that's a bit confusing. It's like your top 
two or three in offence, but your offence is not good enough. That doesn't make any sense. But what does make a bit of sense was when we tried to play more aggressively in a need-to-score scenario, it just looked too different to our normal style. And I think that's probably a fair observation that the, the various modes we have look a little bit more similar at the moment. Patrick Dangerfield start, Chris, put him in the middle and the impact was pretty significant straight away. Yeah, he's in really good shape. Uh, it's now I'm playing this game. Compared to, compared to where he's been previously, it's it's chalk and cheese. So he's he's a bit older, but he goes in uh, to the biggest game of the year in the best shape he's been in for years. What do you put that down to? Uh, a brilliant medical staff, a couple of people in particular that have just done an outstanding job um, with him. Um, Post-COVID world, a little bit. I was, you know, it's he went. You know, we, we had eight weeks in the first lockdown where you know he he wasn't able to get treatment, and that didn't help him, in my opinion. Uh, and a bit of luck, you know, you always need a, a bit of luck. So, yeah, he's. And there, there are other reasons too. I mean, he's just he, he's the ultimate competitor, great preparer, team man, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I think I spoke about our medical team last week with Jeremy Cameron and it's just it's just so comforting as a coach to ask a question and completely believe the answer Did you ever any doubt that he could get back to that sort of touch Paddy? <laughs> I didn't no and neither did he but we knew it was going to take some work Yeah so th- they're optimistic about it so I, I um, it's like a an injury that's absolutely going to rule him out. Um, they haven't given me the detail yet, except that they're optimistic that he'll play. Uh, so it didn't look like that to me. So that was that made a good night better. Did you go and speak to him during the game? Obviously, pretty distraught on the sidelines there, and he was quite buoyant in the rooms. Yeah. So I I, I did, and I wanted to speak to uh, our medical staff about another issue or two as well. And yeah, I went down there. Um, thinking the worst and I bounced out of the rooms as well at three quarter time so it's it's looking like it's not a sure thing but my understanding is yeah when the guys I'm talking about the quality um, of our medical staff when they say they're optimistic then it gets me up on my toes How big of a decision all year to you Max yeah he's been outstanding but he did miss eight weeks Lloydie in the first part of the year so there, there has yeah, he's really helped us in the second part of the year and there's a, there's a decent chunk of those guys that did miss a large part of the first half of the year Dangerfield was one, Rowan was another so the Holmes you know, um, th- th- there are others um, and that's sort of one of the reasons we think it wasn't good management necessarily but it was just the way it sort of came together we feel like we've got a few guys who are um, in better shape than they would have been had they played 25 games how big of a decision is it, though, when you've got a player who looks you know, genuinely looked like he he felt must have felt at the time that he, he was probably lost his chance to play in a grand final? Now you're obviously optimistic, but going into a grand final, knowing a player potentially isn't 100%, and knowing you've got a guy like Brandon Parford in the wings, like it's a big call to make. Yeah, that's why these guys are so good. And is that when I speak of the comfort um, as head coach talking to? 
the people that make those decisions and just trusting exactly what they say. It's, it's a really nice feeling. So you think about it in terms of risk because you don't have all the information. Um, I don't have all the information either. I just trust them. Your superstars are your superstars, but would you agree that some, maybe some lesser likes like Corjadini and Myers, I'm thinking particularly, were just as important tonight and, and will be going into next week? Yeah, I think so. Like, we've got to the stage through a lot of hard work where um, we have some great depth. I mean, I've said a few times that the players we don't have in our team at the moment, if you had said that to me 12 weeks ago, I just, I just would have flatly refused to believe you. Um, they are... And, and again, I've said it before, it's worth saying again, it's not, it's not a ranking of your best players. The roles and um, the mix of your team is just so important. A couple of those guys I'd have right up in the you know, top 10 or 15 players on our list. That's really, it's, yeah, it's the worst part of coaching. Um, but I think I was asked a question during the week about the superstars and I was kind of almost gonna say, well, who, who do you mean? Because our team has changed. And, and it's been happening for a while. Well, Chris, I'm mindful you'd be bitterly disappointed after what was a very successful final series. What was your message to the players uh, just a few minutes ago? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to speak to them yet, but um, um, it'll be a message of optimism mixed in with a bit of disappointment from tonight. That's how, how we'll treat it. Um, you know, there's been a, a lot of good things that have happened this year. Tonight wasn't one of them, so we shouldn't, you know not talk about those things, but we should also talk about uh, the learnings we get from playing a, against a great side like Geelong, who just played a brilliant finals game tonight and looking great shape for next week. Where did it go wrong, Chris? <laughs> Where did it go wrong? Uh, they outplayed us in every facet of the game, really. The, the contest, their, their team defence tonight was was excellent. Uh, the way the way they moved the ball was was outstanding. Um, you know, I don't, it's hard to know whether the two finals that we played in, where we had to go to the wire every week, what sort of toll that takes on the group mentally and physically. I don't know. There's, there perhaps is, and the, you've got to back up and travel again. So, you know, maybe we were pretty ripe for the picking, but they they've certainly managed their training and preparation exceptionally well over the last couple of weeks, and they look really sharp tonight. So. Um, Congratulations to them, and you, you look at Geelong, and you know I, I admire them as a footy club enormously. And you know we've played in the last four final series, and we'll learn from that. They've played in a lot of final series and haven't got to the big dance all that often. And tonight, I felt like was a the performance they put in was a was a, a reflection of the frustration that they probably feel about that. And um, you know they've given themselves a a chance. So we just have to look at what they've done and go back and learn the lessons from tonight and come out a better team next year, which is what we've been trying to do for the last six years since I've been coach, I guess. Chris Scott and Chris Fagan reflecting on last night's 71-point win for the Cats. So Geelong are into the grand final. Will they play Sydney or Collingwood? We'll find out later today. This is how we called all the action. Kicked a low ball to set a half forward with the flight. Patrick Dangerfield, 45 seconds into the preliminary final, Patrick Dangerfield goes back and kicks through. Rayner zigging, zagging, getting clear, kick towards McCarthy. Oh, well done. 
He'd love to turn this into a long, impressive goal. Darcevic took it. Stengel brought him down. He's got good claims of holding the ball and he'll get it. Tight angle, right forward pocket. He's going to try to bend it in and he's done it magnificently. Guthrie, a clever tap. Dangerfield aiming for his second. Got it! Oh, what a start from the champ. Neil on the go by. Gives it to Coleman. Kicks to full forward. Lovely. Callum Archie from the angle threads it through for a goal. And the Lions halts a bit of momentum against. Wilmot rode the first tackle, got stuck in the second. That's holding the ball. He took his chances and he pays a big price right on the quarter time, Sire and the youngster. Max Holmes just has to think this through. He wants to come around the corner, which means he can back away to the boundary and come back to the point of delivery, which he does. Holmes nurses it through for a goal and gets the maximum rewards after the quarter time siren. Good enough to adapt or oh. handball to Bailey. Henry just dived in on top of him high. He's proved himself in big moments, Zach Bailey. A 51 metre hit. Yes! Helmets line, Zach Guthrie. Got to half forward in his sights, Gary Rowan. From 15 metres out, Geelong need to kick truly here, and he does. So he had to handball to Cameron, eventually to Myers. It's an angles game, he's got it. Cameron got run over the ball, went to Myers out wide. And then Holmes, another handball over top. Hawkins from point blank range. That time he found the mark. Knocked it on to close, hand pass to Stengel. Has a look inboard, then goes himself. Stengel hangs it up and lands it home. One of his very best. First to get put there, Danaher, and now Cameron. Hasn't been given a look in until now. Charlie Cameron from 35 out, hops it neatly through for a goal. The Lions peg it back to 31 points. 4-1-25. Myers tucked it under the arm. Had a bounce, closes on half forward. Kicks for Hawkins. Oh, Couldn't okay. help but mark. 45 metres from goal. Hawkins oh. hit that much better. It's straight to sell with the cats are out the front. Hand pass to close on to Rowan. Sizes up the goal and got it. Seems inevitable. The sell would snatch that out of the air. Made the intercept. Cameron curled around looking for the receiver. Instead, Selwood decided to take his time. And he's run. Myers has had a big night already. It just got bigger. The little man kicks his second. Selwood tackles Bailey, who's given a long time by the up, who ran out of patience, and it's Selwood's free kick. Parfitt's the other one. And a 50-metre penalty. Zach Bailey just couldn't contain the frustration of the moment. We are watching the Geelong captain in a record equaling final from 40 metres out. Bang through a goal to add to the celebration. The margin is 56 points and growing. He got the handball to two, he played it further forward to Myers. Overcommitting was Archie and a perfect kick into the pocket where Tom Hawkins takes the mark. Tom Hawkins, two goals, three. As he recovered from the yips, 30 metres out from goal, he has the full recovery. Kicked it in front of Hawkins, what a pick up on the half volley. Oh. Share and share alike, you don't just like it, you love it, Stengel kicks the goal. That is a training run on the MCG, 
in front of 75,000. Who dinks the kick up in the Zorko direction, hands it off to Answorth, kicks to the teeth of goal, McCarthy front position and at the back, sliding in as Berry. Jared Berry went the long way to be able to play in this game. Hasn't been as effective as last week. From a step, he snaps it through for a goal. Kolodzhansny across the centre on the diagonal to Myers. Had room at half forward and crafted a little 35er. Down the line to Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy Cameron, who's played in a losing grand final for the Giants. He's got this on the way. That's his first of the night. As the Cats bring up the ton at the MCG. Dangerfield slipped past after taking the grab and thumps it to Hawkins, who looms large. Got rid of Andrews, didn't mark, didn't matter. Dribbles one through instead, he's kicked four. And in the end, he has won that battle decisively. Long kicking was a good one. Close, Myers, Smith and Duncan all combined. Duncan gives it back from close. What a smooth move, one end to the other, and close finishes up with a goal. That is champagne football, Jared Healy. Who has a look up near Hipwood in the square. Kick goes in that direction. Hipwood stood his ground and takes the mark. First score coming up for Eric Hipwood tonight. 35 metres out, no angle. It'll be a goal. Clean ball with Stewart. McStay from the centre circles. In his last game for Brisbane, you would think, kicks it deep and surely Eric Hipwood can run onto this. Yes, the bounce was kind. And he runs through and kicks his second goal. And Robertson takes the intercepting mark. Oh, risky kick. Zach Gaffrey saw it. And he was determined. The moment that it left the boot, he saw the opportunity. Zach Guthrie takes his bow. Much to the delight of his teammates. The defender with a goal. The margin is 72 points late in the piece. We're inside the last 10 seconds. Geelong are on their way to another grand final. As the clock counts down, the siren rings out. The oldest team of all, almost flawless as they win the preliminary final and give themselves and Chris Scott their best we chance in more than a decade. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played, at home or far away. final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.